for people who don't know, who is Jeannie? You've got quite an interesting story. You're a preacher's kid. You're also the mother to five boys. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, I am uh, grew up as a preacher's kid and uh, have been following Jesus since I was about eight years old. And um, my husband, Mike, and I have five boys who range from five to 24. Um, our oldest, Andre, who is 24, actually joined our family from an orphanage in Haiti two years ago. Um, and he is in the state studying to become a pastor, which is amazing. Um, and I, uh, I never in a million years thought I would write a book about the Holy spirit. So it's, it's quite ironic, um, of all the things I thought my next book would be about. It was not the person of the Holy spirit, but, um, my life was so transformed and bettered by actually getting to know who he really is, um, that I couldn't not write a book about him, uh, because I, I discovered I had been missing out and I didn't want anybody else to miss out. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, um, it's definitely a hot button issue. How are you approaching this? Yeah, that's why I'm so glad we're talking about it, because the reality is um, it's a hot topic, but it doesn't need to be. Uh, It's a controversial topic, but it doesn't need to be because there is really, truly nothing a hot topic or controversial about the Holy Spirit. The problem is there are so many stigmas attached to him, uh, so much baggage that has been attached to him, so much uh, abuse and misuse in his name that uh, most Christians are comfortable with God the Father and God the Son. But we get a little uncomfortable when we talk about God the Holy Spirit because of the stigmas. And so I do truly believe that if we will just take the time to get to know him uh, for who he really is and not who we have heard he is, or we fear he is, that we'll discover a incredibly likable, trustworthy companion uh, that God has given us his personal presence to, um, to live with us on a daily basis inside of us. I, um, you know, I, I do believe that most people assume he's either for the super spiritual or the super strange. Uh, the Holy spirit is for the extremes. And so if you wouldn't categorize yourself as super spiritual, meaning, you know, a teacher or a pastor or a theologian with lots of theological letters after your name, or if you're not putting yourself in the super strange category, doing strange things in the Holy spirit's name, uh, then you, probably make the assumption that he isn't for you, that he's not relevant to your life. Uh, And yet it was Jesus who said to the disciples, it's better uh, that I return to the father. It's better that I ascend so that the Holy spirit will come. Uh, And so Jesus told us, told the disciples and now us that it's for our benefit and to our advantage that Jesus returned to the Father so that the Holy Spirit would come and take up residence inside of us um, to give us everything we need to to lead a Christian life. Tell us about your own journey um, getting to know the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so being raised as a preacher's kid, it was actually a uh, charismatic church. And so the Holy Spirit was not foreign to me. Um, and I wasn't afraid of him because I didn't see um, the Holy Spirit abused or misused. But what I did do, and I think this is common among Christians, is I put him in a box. I really, for most of my life, have really thought of the Holy Spirit as uh, really only useful or necessary uh, for conversations about spiritual gifts or conversations about fruit of the Spirit. 
So I think that's another factor that keeps a lot of us from getting to know him is because we, we know he, you know, produces fruit in our lives. Although I think a lot of us strive to produce that on our own. Um, and we know that he gives us spiritual gifts, but then we forfeit all of the other things that he's intended to do. I will tell you when I set out to write this book, I, I really started with the question, who is he? And then the next question was, what does he do? And I didn't know how far I would get with that second question uh, because I wasn't aware of all that Jesus sent him to do. Uh, But I really finished the book asking the question, what doesn't he do? What doesn't he do? Because his, his role in our lives is so vast. It's so deep and so wide. Um, And he really is utterly essential to living the full abundant Christian life that Jesus came and died and rose again to give us. And so Uh, We really do need to welcome the Holy Spirit and get to know him because uh, his work as it has in mind, well, it just makes a significant difference in how we go about our day. He brings intimacy into our relationship with God. He, he guides us. He speaks to us. He prays for us. He, he leads us in God's will for us. He, I mean, he, I think about the Holy Spirit as a champion, you know, he's somebody who wants to champion the gifts, the unique gifts that God has stored in each one of us for his glory. And, and the Holy Spirit wants to champion those gifts and help us put those to good use. What would you say surprised you the most uh, along this journey and learning about the Holy Spirit? I think the thing that surprised me the most was one of, it's one of the things I've referred to was as I read the gospel of John and I looked at what Jesus specifically said about the Holy Spirit, who he would be, for us, why he would send him. And I was really, honestly, I was blown away because I thought, how, how many times have I read the gospel of John in the last, you know, almost 40 years since I began following Jesus and never have I noticed what Jesus specifically said about how he would be to our benefit, how he is the spirit of truth, how he will guide us and lead us and, and empower us. And of course, then you kind of, you know, flip over to the um, book of Acts and you, You look at the radical difference that the Holy Spirit made in the disciples' lives. And to sit with that and to think the same Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus in his earthly ministry, right, is the same Holy Spirit that filled and transformed the disciples, is the same Holy Spirit that takes up residence inside of every person that puts their trust in Jesus. And so I think we have, we have made the Holy Spirit small. I think we assume that he, that maybe today we have a mini version of the Holy Spirit or a lesser version, but the, the glorious truth is that the same Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus um, when the dove descended on him, when he was baptized in the Jordan river is the same Holy Spirit uh, who empowered the disciples to spread the gospel and start the church is the same Holy Spirit that lives inside of us today and wants to get to work on our behalf. For those who are still struggling to figure out the relationship with the Holy Spirit, how do we do that? Where do we start? Uh, I would say start uh, in John chapter 14 and just read it slowly. John 14 through 16, those three chapters, just looking at what Jesus specifically said um, about who the Holy Spirit would be for us. And then honestly, I would encourage you to read my new book. It's called Don't Miss Out. And it's, it's written in 30 short chapters, bite-sized chapters 
uh, and it's each chapter focuses on one of the incredible benefits of having the Holy Spirit in our life. Uh, and I really do believe that so much of the fear will be stripped away and there will actually be an eagerness and a desire to get to know him once we recognize uh, all that he was sent to do in our lives. Um, I do believe that we will find him irresistible. If we'll, I think it's like anybody in our lives where, you know, maybe you've heard something about somebody you've, you've observed them from a distance. Uh, maybe you've heard unflattering things about that person. And so you've kept them at arm's length. You haven't engaged with them because, you know, of what you've heard or what you've seen. But then one day you actually have a conversation with that person or you go have coffee with that person or you find yourself in a group setting where you have to engage with that person and who you discover them to be is radically different than who you assumed they were or maybe heard they were. Uh, and I really believe it will be that way for the listeners if they will just get to know him. Uh, and my book will give you the ability to do that, introduce you. It's really an introduction or a reintroduction to the Holy Spirit. Um, I think you will, I think you'll be really, really happy that you did. And I think you'll discover that life truly is better when you are being led uh, by the Holy Spirit. Another thing that's really interesting in the book is that you say, I was set free by Jesus, by Jesus, but I was trying to live free by Jeannie. What do you mean by that? Tell us a little bit more. Yeah. So, you know, I think our, the salvation narrative, right? We talk a lot about um, and we should that, you know, the moment we put our trust in Jesus, we are given eternal life, right? Eternal life is a free gift given to us, uh, uh, by grace through faith when we put our trust in Jesus. But one of the things that we don't talk about that I think is equally essential to the salvation narrative is that something else really magnificent happens in that moment. When we put our trust in Jesus at that very moment, God puts his spirit in us. And it is a, um, it's an incredible priceless gift. And, but a lot of people don't realize that when they put their trust in Jesus, they are given God's spirit that he takes physically, literally takes up residence inside of them. And so what happens is we have Christians who are trying to do the Christian life without the power of Christ. The power of Christ is the person of the Holy spirit. And so we are set free by Jesus, right? Jesus his death and resurrection set us free, set us free from slavery to sin, set us free from condemnation, set us free from strongholds. But what happens is then we try to live out that freedom in our own strength. And that's why so many of us are striving and we're exhausted. And that's why we see so many Jesus dropouts, because we are trying to follow Jesus and grow in the likeness of Jesus in our own strength. But what we need is we need to live out our freedom in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why he lives inside of us. He is the fuel. He is the power to live out our salvation. And so um, I was, and I was one of those people. I was set free by Jesus. I knew that Jesus set me free and I lived in freedom. And yet I was trying to apply that freedom and stay free in my own strength. And it's really not until we welcome the Holy spirit and, and his power helps us live out that freedom, um, that we'll discover an entirely new way to, to kind of live out the Christian, our Christian faith. And like you said, your book helps a lot with that. You also mentioned that it has 30 chapters, but also in each, uh, one of those chapters, it ends off with a last but not least section. Tell us a little bit about why you chose, um, to have that pause and reflection at the end of each of your chapters. Yeah, I want I want the reader to 
um, at the end of each chapter, which again is very short, to have a moment to really reflect on that specific attribute or benefit. Um, like it, like in any relationship where you're getting to know somebody, right? To really think about what it is about that person that you're drawn to. And we titled it last but not least at the end of each chapter because that's oftentimes uh, what happens with the Holy Spirit. We assume that because he is mentioned last, right? We say God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. There's this assumption that because he is named last, that he is least in significance. And yet that couldn't be further from the truth. They are equal members of the Trinity. Uh, They are one, they're a triune God and they work inseparably. Um, And so he really is essential and yet we, we treat him as the least valuable. So I hope that readers will take a minute at the end of each chapter to just pause and there's one question for um, response and there's one question for reflection where they can just take a moment and, and really think about the difference that that attribute or benefit could make in their lives. At the end of the day, what do you hope people are going to take away from reading your book? That life really is better with the Holy Spirit. Um, that we, it's, you know, I chose the title, Don't Miss Out, because it's not something you have to seek out or chase down, right? Oftentimes when we feel like we're missing out on something, it's something we have to go achieve or find or create for ourselves. Um, but this is a different mis- out because the Holy Spirit is already in you if you've put your trust in Jesus. So um, the, the invitation is to not miss out on the gift that's already been freely given to you. And it's a gift that will radically change um, the hope and the joy and the freedom that you get to experience as a Christian on a daily basis. For those who want to learn more about you, want to pick up your book, how can they go about doing that? Yep. It's just JeannieCunyon.com is my website or JeannieCunyon on Instagram. uh, And you can purchase the book really wherever books are sold. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.